I'm sure they've missed this. Do a tester. No, no, no. Listen, we know what we're doing, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Um, hello, no. and welcome to Game Week 12. After an extended international break, so Game Week 13. Is it? Yeah. See? <laughs> Right, so we're definitely don't know we don't know what's recording and I'm a week behind that's grand don't worry is about it 13 yeah, yeah you're right 13's yeah. coming up see yeah. we haven't been on for a couple of weeks we had an extended it international feels like break. we haven't done it for about two months you were on a European reconnaissance mission I was yeah Rome. scout and talent uh, was that what they call <laughs> it nowadays <laughs> actually the only football thing I saw, there's a couple of AS Roma shops in Rome as yeah, you expect yeah funny enough but apart yeah. from that the only sign of football I saw over there was in Rome airport Scottish football fans. Did you not go and see a game? There weren't any games on. Because of the international mm. break. Bleeding international yeah. break. But I met Scottish football but you, fans I, on you, their way to Albania. Yeah, but you being new, I thought you would have found a Serie B or something. It, some non-league game. It was all about the pizza. It was not, yeah. <laughs> By the way, that, uh, that present you brought back. Yeah. I'll actually I'll tweet a photograph I'm getting hammered here no no I, I am going to tweet a photograph of it and because and, I thought it was incredible yeah well you're more than welcome I didn't think those things existed you, anymore you know when people say oh, you shouldn't have yeah well you didn't yeah. you didn't bother your arse anyway um, you can of course get in touch with the show we don't know what one yeah what was that <laughs> we watch breaking off desk it's gone well isn't this it? is we're, we're flying <laughs> tell you what, today. three weeks yeah. away it's like we've never been away at all um, you can get in touch with the show we don't know what one on Twitter and you can email us at we don't know what we're doing one at gmail.com please do email us for no other reason just because I checked the email account six times a day and no one's ever emailed us no one ever we has. did get an email last week I meant to say this oh, to really? you yeah from one of the po- football podcast guys oh, in right. America the Hail Cheaters I can't remember I'll send it to you it's very exciting what does it say I don't know I can't remember well I'll send it to you clearly it was thrilling yeah. Yeah. no he said he listens to the show uh, and yeah. he likes the banter and all that kind oh, of stuff very good uh, yeah well I'll send it to you because that is that uh, the uh, always cheating podcast Do you ever listen to that one Tommy it's superb it is a brilliant podcast it's absolutely brilliant oh sorry uh, yes sorry <laughs> that's have, why I haven't been that I haven't brought in our guest our guest we have um Virgin Media Sports answers to Des Lynham, uh, but yeah. with a better tan. Tommy Martin's in the house. Hey, Tom. Slightly inferior moustache. Well, yeah. Working on that. And come here, have you ever heard Always Cheating? No. Brilliant, brilliant. Always fan- Cheating. Fantasy football yeah. podcast. It's superb. Yeah. They do know fans. what they're doing. They really yeah. do, yeah. They're, right. so they, so that they're is in a, Brooklyn, aren't they? Uh, I don't know where it's Brooklyn or not, but it's definitely New they York. They are fantastic. So once you've listened to it, we don't know what we're doing. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, yeah. a little supplement to yeah, your there weekly you go. Clearly, yeah. football podcasting now, needs. Uh, on that, we do need people, because there are people who listen to this. A few. A couple of hundred people listen to it yeah. every week, which yeah, is yeah. great. And thank you for that. We do need you to go onto iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and like it. Because that apparently is the only way we'll appear in the charts. That's right, yeah. And for no other reason, I just love to appear in the charts alongside second captains and Eamon Dunphy's The Stand. And Are we there? We're nowhere near it at the minute. <laughs> but we need to get people to subscribe exactly. and like yeah. it. Yeah. Subscribe yeah. and like, subscribe um, and like. We're stalking the charts. We are, yeah. Yeah, we're hovering around from the low 300s. So yeah. like, it's like, you know, the band's about in days of Top of the Pops, like the fourth, yeah. fourth single off the album. We reached number 75. Yeah, we're still trying to make yeah, yeah. it onto top. Um, yeah. So uh, we will, of course, uh, talk fantasy later on because we have a bit of business to do. Atletico Simon FC... Um, it's Fulham-esque, like, isn't it? It's not. It's Republic of Ireland-esque. I mean, it's the only duo-managed team in the world who's doing shitter than Ireland are doing. Yeah, it's but when we get to Ireland as well later on. But we do have some business to do with their team. Well, we, we have to up, change the team. <clears throat> well, we have two free transfers. They're not 
doing it. It's it's embarrassingly bad. Yeah. Like uh, my personal team. Our forwards are great, by the way. Where are you? 114. <sighs> yeah, it's not good, is it? You're flying, by the way. No, no, I've I've I've, I've slowed down. I think the last time I was on the show, I was in the 30s. I've gone you down were. to the 50s. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, so you're have, on page I've, two now. I've never kicked. I haven't kicked okay. on. Where, um, what's your team name, Tommy? Um, a team name is Croydon Hoops. Croydon Hoops. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually down to 60 seconds now. 60 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get yeah. to We'll give him the adulation he deserves later on. Uh, before we do fantasy um, talk, Ireland, let's uh, let's look see. ahead to this weekend's fixtures, which you're telling me now is week 13. Yeah. yeah. Can we have that confirmed, please? <laughs> yeah. The FA have just been on. Oh, it does. It says game week 13. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's Sorry, right there. Yeah. I should copy and paste my script with more attention, shouldn't I? Um, okay, so the weekend kicks off. No Friday game. No Friday game, yeah. No. What's the story with the Friday football? It's, it's sort of a, a it's a, um, an occasional feast kind of thing. It's not a solid part of the the roster, if you like. It, it comes in. There's only there's really only about five or six of them all season. I thought they dropped it. They yeah. brought it in. They dropped it because it didn't pull an audience. No, it's, it's still, still it's there. still there, but it's they not changed like a, a regular the format fixture. of the show, didn't they? Because they had quite a bantery amateur, yeah. not amateurs, but you know, like yeah, more casual, yeah, more thing. casual. Okay. Like last season, well, Jeff Stelling with no tie, basically. That was uh, nice. Yeah, you know, yeah. but um, didn't they used to not be allowed to do that because here because there were League of Ireland matches on the Friday night? Really? Is there something about that? Uh, no, I don't think that law exists here. The, the the rule in England about the three o'clock kickoff still still is still in place, right. where you can't have you can't broadcast any live football on UK TV at three o'clock between the, between three o'clock and five fifteen. Which is why, but uh, they can now. There's a Sky game on here at three o'clock every Saturday. No, but you can do it in Ireland. In Ireland, yeah, you can't do it. That game is only available to Irish uh, uh, viewers there. Um, The interesting one that is the Bundesliga are doing away with Monday night football because of fan pressure. Because you know, in Germany, the fans are a lot more uh, have a lot more power and a lot, and they're yeah pretty well mobilised they, they still have standing there don't they yeah they've got safe standing there and they just said Monday night Monday night football is crap it's so they're taking rubbish off for table. fans well, the way we fans have to travel and, yeah, and get it's home the, and so the new deal Bundesliga said fair enough we'll have an extra Sunday game imagine that a world where, where the football clubs and the football organisations listen to the fans it's, it's obscene yeah. it's obscene is what it is right yeah. well the weekend this weekend kicks off with Brighton at home to Leicester Um Thomas, how do we see this going? Brighton, um, I'm going to go uh, with um, Brighton uh, to win that one. Uh, they have um, they have a very good home record. I think they lost to Leicester in March and they've lost just one of their last eight home Premier League games since then, uh, winning the last two in a row. So home record, good. That'll do me. Leicester, good, solid side, but I think it's it's a much of a muchness kind of game, so I'll go with the home team. What's the score? Going to go 2-1 Brighton. Okay. And okay. I'm hoping Glenn Murray does the business for me because he's in my he's in your team. lineup this week. Si? Uh, I uh, Leicester uh, had were the only team in the Premier League that had scored in all of their games up until the last game week. Really? Madison didn't play and they drew nil all with Burnley. Now, I don't know if Madison's back or not. Mm. He's doubtful, isn't he? He's he doubtful, is doubtful still doubtful. He yeah. missed the uh, yeah. international. He, he didn't, get his, uh, didn't go with England this time, yeah. so he's still doubtful. So if he's not there... Uh, Vardy doesn't seem to be having a good season either. No. So I would also go for a Brighton win, but I'd go 1 0. Okay, I'm going to upset the apple cart here and I'm going to go 2 2. I think I think Leicester will get something out of the game. I think there's a, I think they're a hard team to beat. Yeah. Mm. Now, Brighton's home form is good, but I think Brighton have a record in them and I think Vardy at some point is going to kick in. What do you think about the Brighton defence? Well, Duffy's been a shining light, hasn't he? Duffy, Duffy. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Duffy Duncan. Um, we had him. Up. We had him in our team yeah. to start of the season. I don't know why we dropped him, but we got rid of him, didn't we? Is he back? Duncan. They were go- they were getting they were <clears throat> conceding a lot of goals in the early part of the season. Yeah, was why. And they had tricky fixtures coming up, and we bailed. Yeah, we chickened out. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go two two mm. with that side. Yeah, okay. Uh, Everton at home to Cardiff, Tom. Yeah, it has to be Everton. Uh, they're, they're in good shape, they're aren't good they? Good shape. Turn the corner. Uh, things are going well. Marco Silva's Silva. a good manager. Um, Richarlison now, in terms fantasy wise, has been yeah. a guy to get on board with the last the last few weeks. Yeah, um, and he started the season well as well, didn't he? He, he started. He points. started really well. And then he tailed off a bit. Didn't there came a point where they started playing up front, mm. which had two sort yeah. of aspects to it. One is you got a midfielder who's playing up front, quids in, bingo, yeah. like get him yeah. in. But they were also <clears> saying, <throat> people who were watching their matches, saying it's actually taking a lot out of their midfield, and they're now not creating as many chances yeah, as, as when did. he was in the midfield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, but I think Sigerson has really stepped up for him because yeah. uh, he's been given the number ten job and, yeah. and said, "Look, because remember when he signed last year, they had you know Rooney, they had him, yeah. uh, they, had, they had Sandro, uh, they had you know basically three number tens. And now they've they've basically given it to him. Like there's a stat that he's been in directly involved in more Premier League goals than any other Everton player since joining the club. Nine goals." five assists so he's kind of their, been their, their main the uh, creative force but Cardiff have scored fewer away goals than any other side in English league football this season with only two and they have improved lately they're on a good run um, they're looking at, they, well, they won their last game which was an, yeah. an improvement they're doing alright but I think Everton are far too much yeah. at home I'm going to go with uh, 3-1 Everton that one I'd say 2-0 Everton steaming straight in with a home win as well so, and you Rory, full house I've gone 2-0 as well full house yeah full house yeah okay um Fulham against Fulham at home to Southampton I think this is a tough one to call yeah it's also fascinating it'll probably be a dreadful game do you think well Southampton are pretty dull aren't they Fulham. and Fulham like just can't can't defend they have to yeah. win this home game though. they, they have a new manager well, yeah, it's the Ryan, Ranieri. This is the yeah. this is the big question now this weekend. One of the big questions is Ranieri going to make an impact? I was I heard somebody saying he, in his reputation in Italy actually is a bit of a firefighter for going in and turning teams around. I think Parma mm-hmm. hired him about ten years ago and he saved them for relegation. I think Inter were struggling when he went in there and he's he's not considered a guy for the long term uh, in Italy. Of course, in 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 English football, he's he's the ch- the title winning manager. That, that came from nowhere. Yeah. I still, I'm still one of those people who, who kind of <clears throat> don't really rate him as a manager, even though yeah. he won the Premier League. Me too. But what I do rate, what I do rate, I really rate his agent because I only heard this week, and perhaps it was, it was much better known, that he had a five million uh, pound clause in his contract with Leicester that if they ever won the Premier League, no five really? million. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> on top of the bonus he got anyway. Yeah, that it was one of these things, and you know, like the whole, like, if our Anthony Martial wins five Ballon d'Ors. Yeah, know, he gets a hundred million quid. Another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, wow. it's never going to happen. Ridiculous contract. Um, you'd, you'd think signing a contract with Leicester, they'd kind of go, ah, oh, we'll leave that one out. Yeah. <laughs> just as well, it didn't. Well, it, if it means the difference between him signing the deal and not, I put it in, then if it's going to shut him up, just put it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they put it in. But even the agent <laughs> yeah, yeah. would be kind of going, there's not really any yeah. points, is there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So are we going for. I'm going to go steam in here and say Fulham 1 0. I, 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 I think, I don't know if he'll turn them around this quickly, <clears> but I think if I, if Fulham are an attractive job, they, they, they won, they got promoted really impressively last year, really impressive form. Mm. Harsh on Jukanovic after what he did last season, mm-hmm. um, but they were complete shambles at the back. If Ranieri can get them they organised. They bought very badly. Well, they, they, bought, uh, they bought the, this guy, Seri, that they bought the midfielder for the season. Everybody was talking about him. He's going to light up the Premier League. 
Um, yes, so you might see, so you still got Ryan Sessegnon hasn't yet seen what he did last year. Yeah. Uh, and Mitrovic is, you know, he's mercurial. Maybe he's had his streak this season, yeah. but he's a good centre forward yeah. to have to, to play around. So Shirley as well, they've a good team. Shirley's there as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. I, I think. <clears throat> I think you get. You'll start. Sometimes it's the new manager bounce is just a change of mood and a change. Yeah. Of, and you know, Ranieri will. We surely get something out of them, get them a bit more organised. And I t- but I, I think I agree with you, it's not going to be a great watch, no. so we're going to go with a 1 0 for them. Same as myself, Si. Uh, I'm going to go 3 1 for them. <clears throat> oh, good. Because I, I can just see the Ranieri thing kicking in. As you say, they've some good players. Uh, Southampton d- don't seem to be doing anything. No. Um, yeah. He's on thin ice, isn't he? Yeah, I think he could be. The f- he's next to go, yeah. isn't he? Another two bad results for them. I'd see him walking the plank. Oh, I think it's got yeah, you know, it feels needs, like the the clock is ticking. That there, needs to turn it? around quickly for yeah. them. They're banging. Funny trouble. enough, I, I think the city game was revealing for him because he uh, he went he told him to go there and, and press Man City, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Problem was, it didn't look like the players were particularly up for it, and they were pressing hard half heartedly away to City, and they got absolutely yeah. mullered. You know, so yeah. so that tells me that maybe thinking, they're, not, they're not, really, not doing it for us. Yeah. So are we gone full house. You know, that's full, full house as well. Yeah, I've gone three one. Yeah. Um. So three home wins so far, and then we come to Manchester United at home to Palace. Is it four home wins here, chaps? Yeah. So no four home wins. I've here, gone two nil. Two nil United. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, I'm gonna go. I think United. Will, I think it'll be um a three one. I give. Although Palace haven't been scoring, so maybe I should, I'll, I'll go three nil. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'll. I'll. Martial still injured though. He's a doubt. He's a doubt. doubt. Yeah, he's a doubt. Yeah, okay. Um, I would say 2 0 United. Okay. Um, says he, hopefully. United actually have a good run of fixtures now, bar Liverpool yeah. away, but the, the next eight games, they could do something. Yeah, I think the, the break, you'd imagine, would have come at a good time just to yeah, kind of yeah. wipe away. You know, he needs something because I think he's two bad results away from more pressure. Well, young boys on. on Wednesday night. The, home, the win yeah. in Turin was a great result. <clears throat> huge, for them, huge win. I was saying to you earlier, and <clears throat> on a previous episode, that I think if Ranieri, or sorry, uh, Mourinho's end comes, it'll be because of Europe and not the league. Yeah, you did say that actually. Yeah, because um, I think gonna, they've steadied in the league. But he's going to get out of that group. They're going. He'll beat. They'll beat Burn. Yeah, I think. They, Do we have this on tape? No, they will. They'll be. I think <laughs> yeah. they'll beat Burn. They, they'll beat Burn and, and they're simply because they have to. If they win it and the result goes for them, they're qualified. So yeah, the other yeah. game. Valencia yeah. are away to UV. Yeah. You'd have to fancy UV there. Yeah, United yeah. Should I mean they should, but with all their yeah. problems, have enough. To and that's it. They've qualified then. If yeah. if, if you right. if um, they don't get a result in Turin and United yeah. beat Burn, yeah, I, I know this is going to bite me in the arse next I week. I can just see there being a <clears> disaster and you know against yeah, Burn. Young boys are, are kind of very are, they're a very naive team. I think I think the perfect team for a Mourinho side to play against. Yeah. I think, but I another think full house, three yeah. home they wins. Well against them in the first one, they, they did. Yeah, yeah, they, they played did. well. They played well. But uh, that was their cup final. It was the first game of the Champions League. They're, they're, they're a nice team. They played well in all their games, but they've they've you know they've. Give me some points, hope, Si. Will you stop being the angel of Jesus, no, I, I'm the water balloon here. Right, so it's another home win. Uh, I can't see this one being a home win. Uh, Watford at home to Liverpool. Gentlemen, discuss. Um, I think I think Watford will, will be a sticky one for Liverpool. So do I. Yeah, I think, I think... I'm not just not sure about Liverpool. Uh, I, look, I think that sounds ridiculous. I think they're, they're one of... What is it only? What, three unbeaten teams? It's, yeah. I don't think it's ever happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly... It's certainly one of their best ever Premier League, their, their best ever Premier League start. Uh, only a handful in the history of top flight football. 
have had, teams have had better starts. Unfortunately, one of them is Man City, who are you know yeah. maybe changing yeah. the whole way everybody's defining this sort of thing. But it just I don't know if they're they're quite at that sort of they're not they're trying not trying to be as aggressive and full on as they were last season. They're trying to be a bit more have a bit more balance in the way they in the way they play. And I think they've lost a little bit of something. And Watford, a good, well organized team, still think they have enough in attacking sense. Shakiri is in great form. He'll probably pick the lock. You might have to come on and do it. And I think I'm going to go Liverpool two one this one. Okay, I'm going to go Liverpool 2-0. So. Uh, sorry, just getting Tommy's down here. 2-1, two, 2-0. Two, no. I've gone one all. Have you? Yeah. Uh, Good on you, sir. Well, we've seen some <laughs> fragile performances from Liverpool. Yeah. I'm still not convinced by either Salah or Mane. Who's just signed a new deal. Yeah. Um, I think defensively they're very good. Uh, Van Dijk is a tower at the back there, isn't mm. he? Brilliant fullbacks. Decent keeper in there for a change, mm. and they should ha- have a fantastically attacking team as well. But what and they do when they're on form, but when they're not firing, they look p- pretty ordinary. Yeah, but they're still getting wins. And that's oh, the, no, that's I know. Look, they're doing team. really well. I just think that uh, with Europe kicking off back again, Watford, a tricky team, yeah, so what's, ha- what's happened with Liverpool in, in the away games in Europe? The two defeats they've had is that the teams they played against have out. Out Liverpool, Liverpool. They've yeah, been aggressive. They've yeah. been in their faces. They've been yeah, physical. Yeah. And I see Watford being able to do all those things yeah. and make it different. A big one for Liverpool this week is Keita is uh, Naby Keita's back injured or back fit again. The midfield is a, is a concern. Like he tried, he signed Keita and Fabinho during the summer. Yeah. He wanted Fekir from Leon. That's yeah, right. he didn't get him. He obviously knows that's an area. Shakiri's kind of playing as the creative side, so he's obviously knows that that's not quite right. That's the area of the team that they are worse. Than City, and that's mm. probably you know why City will win the league. Yeah. Liverpool haven't quite got that right, but if Keita, you saw a little bit of early promise. Yeah. I think Liverpool fans want to see him kick on now. They want to see Firmino scoring goals as well, don't they? Because mm. he hasn't really fired at all this season. And Sturridge, I thought it might might be a really good opportunity for Sturridge, but he's only he's really only playing as cover, isn't he? Sturridge, like I just can't see any future for him at Liverpool. No. I think he's playing for a contract. His last right, year was yeah, contract, yeah, yeah. and there's a, a few little, a little. You see with Sturridge, little moments, and he has his goals per minutes record is quite good. But little moments where he does go for go for glory. Yeah, right. I think that is the one thing Klopp hates. Like yeah, he, he does, believes yeah. in the collective the and everybody going together. And I have to say, Manny's <clears throat> doing that as well. Manny's quite infuriating when you watch him playing for Liverpool because, like he. He doesn't pass the ball anymore. Mm. Like he's he's taking shots when there are better options, and you think like that's not how a successful team. It's plays. not what Klopp wants either. Right. We have to mention what Van Dijk did during the week. Well, did you see that yeah. at the end of the game, the, the Dutch game? Was, it was a real touch of class. Was, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The referee's uh, father, mother, his mother, mother had yeah. died during the week. I think. Yeah, and he broke down at yeah. the end of the game, yeah. and uh, Van Dijk was pictured. Comforting him, yeah. Embracing really him nice and, touch. Yeah. yeah, and the goal wasn't too bad either. <laughs> no, well, okay, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, West Ham at home to Sitze, three o'clock oh. Saturday. Uh, Pellegrini, Pellegrini looking to uh, get a bit of a make a bit of a statement. This is if you're if you want a a banging accumulator this weekend. Do you reckon it's West a Ham to win? Really? <laughs> Listen, get your odds up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Up against your former club. Yeah. What do you think, Sai? I actually think you can't actually bet against Man City. No. In my mind, so I can see a shock here, but I would not, not with enough confidence to actually back it. Mm. So I'm going to go 2 0, 2 1 to Man City. 
I'll go three one city. Tom. Yeah, I can't. I, I I know what you're saying. I think Pellegrini's done a great job at West Ham <clears> getting them organised after the first four games of the season. Came in the September international break, got them really organised. Really hard team to be a great result against United that time. Um, and they will make it hard. I can't. I don't think it's going to be a six nil or anything like that. But I think uh, I think I'm going to go three one city. I think they've just got so much. Um, and then half uh, five on Saturday, the cracking game: Spurs and Chelsea. <clears> uh, yeah. This this will tell us a lot about mm. both teams. I think um, Chelsea are sailing the ship very nicely. They are, but if they can come away with three points here on Saturday, it'd be a real statement, wouldn't it? Do you think you got? Oh, them? it's just a huge game for yeah. as as you say, both clubs. And who's going to mm. be the who's going to be in that top four and who's going to mm. be there? Yeah, like Spurs are a team like everybody says. Oh, you know, it's been a poor start to the season. Question where it's going? Yet they're they're in the top four. They're a point behind Chelsea, who everybody says has had a brilliant yeah um, start right, to the yeah. season. Chelsea, you know, <clears throat> flying, and then the last few weeks was the nil-nil with Everton. Um, <clears throat> maybe not quite as fluent. Hazard had a bit of a knock there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Spurs, I, I, I watched them against PSV, made heavy work of that. I, they just don't look fluent, and they don't look like they're flying. But if they can get a result here, and of course, remember the famous Spurs record against Chelsea yeah. in Premier League football it's yeah. something they won 6 out of 52 yeah, yeah. games that they've won yeah. like they're real this is a real bogey game um, am I hearing Spurs? whispers about Ericsson he does, that he doesn't look happy there he doesn't look content I read something during the week about it I hadn't seen any what's of that. up with Ericsson kind of vibe well no, I think I, he's he's a, he's a player who I'd be very surprised if he's at Spurs really next season yeah I think they're going to get a big a big offer for yeah, him yeah I think because I think. he's got one more big move hasn't he left reading yeah. his career the, the talk, there's been rumblings for a long time that you know Real. He's, he's one of those that, that Barcelona or Real yeah, yeah. Um, so he nailed the Ireland performance didn't he how do you mean in the post-match comments after the Denmark game yeah what did he say he said they're afraid to go forward yeah <laughs> yeah. He played, yeah he said they, they played as a team who oh, were scared dear, he absolutely dear. like yeah. Denmark have, been, have played us now what four times in the last year like they know everything about us <clears> yeah. they and know every time they play us as well. and every time they play us they go this lot are crap yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we should be you know yeah. so uh, how do you think um, I'm gonna I, you know, <clears throat> I'm torn here um, Spurs, the problem with Spurs is the Wembley factor has just been a rotten old <laughs> aspect for them not, not having proper home advantage so I, I fancy Chelsea to nick it so I'm going to uh, yeah I'm going to get Chelsea to, to nick it 2-1 I'm going to go for a classic derby here I'm going to say 3-2 Chelsea I think Whoa. Chelsea will nick it yeah I've gone it'll be a great game mm. whenever I don't know what's going to happen 1-1 one, one. yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's your backstop. Absolutely. Sunday then brings us Bournemouth at home to Arsenal as the early kickoff. Um, I'll steam straight in here and go 2 0 Arsenal. I think this is a fascinating game because Bournemouth <clears> are <throat> better, better than, than uh, people think, mm-hmm. and Arsenal are not as good as people think. I think that's my take right. on the game. So I think it's going to be quite close, uh, and I'm going to go. Jeez, I don't know, you know, I'm going to go one all, man. He's unreal. Jesus, 1-1, one, one. Thomas. Fence. Uh, Bournemouth <laughs> have lost their last two <clears throat> Premier League games, as many as they had in their previous 12 in the competition. So the question you're asking yourself, is it, you know, teams are finding out Bournemouth, um, mm. you know, could was that run of form where they were, they looked like really top six contenders? Mm. Was that a bit of a you know a bit misleading, and they got to go back to, to some sort of level? And um, but I think they'll get joy against Arsenal. I think every, I think every team that plays Arsenal 
Uh, I think Bournemouth are a really good counter-attacking team. I think they've got that that front three going, going yeah, really well. Yeah, they're flying, well. aren't they? So there will there'll be goals in this game. You know they're going to be goals. Uh, but I like Arsenal. Uh, I think I think he's doing a great job yeah. there. I think they're going places. <clears throat> so I think it's going to be a high-scoring Arsenal win. I'm going to go for uh, 4-2 Arsenal. Woohoo! Six goals! Well, we have to watch that now. Oh, we have to watch That's that. That's what to see. Goals, uh, goals, goals. Yeah. Sunday's rounded out then by uh, Wolves at, on the Super Sunday game. Wolves against Huddersfield. <laughs> Settle down. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah, and cancel all your plans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tommy, kick us off with this one. Um, it has to be Wolves. Um, by how many? I I I think I think two nil. Um, I think you know, Huddersfield. Huddersfield are just they're going to go meekly down to the championship this year. Nothing wrong with them. They're just as good as their their resources are. Wagner's a good coach, but they don't have anywhere near the firepower to compete in the Premier no. League. Wolves have are I think are going to be a good solid mid table ninth tenth um, this season. Uh, Huddersfield haven't scored more than once in any of their last 22 Premier League games just scoring just nine goals in total like that's nowhere near good enough yeah. I think Wolves. the last time they scored two was against United yeah they beat us 2-1 yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, yeah I'll steam in with the Wolves win 3-0 Si 3-0 and Young O'Gorman's going for 1-0 oh good luck thanks Thanks for leaving the one the safety of your your one yeah. one blanket. Jesus, uh, kill you. Well, this is not a game for a safety call. One else as close as you can get to a safety call. Um, so. so the weekend's rounded out then Monday night, uh, yeah. Burnley at home to Newcastle. I'm really looking forward to watching that game, actually. Oh, yeah. I think it's gonna be a cracking game. Okay. I think Newcastle are I think Newcastle are a lot better than their league position. Yeah. Telling us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there'll be goals in us. Right. Uh, and I think it's gonna be a two two draw. Wow. See, yeah. I would think slightly the opposite in the sense that <laughs> yeah, it's going to be absolutely crap. <laughs> and there's no way I'm going to watch it. I think it, dog. against mediocre teams, I think Burnley are good at shutting people down. Okay. Um, and I think they can nick a goal here and there. Okay. I think Newcastle might nick a goal. Oh, he's lined it up yeah. for a 1 1. Well, you know, 1 1 again. Boom. He is, yeah. Well, well I agree with Simon. I think the, the, the Simon Gorman at that is in that the likelihood of this being something you'd want to watch instead mm. of I'm a celeb on Monday night mm. is very, very limited. I don't think this is going to be a great game at all. Um, Newcastle, remember, won their last two Premier League games, turning the corner, big results for, for Benitez that. They played better in other games that they lost early in the season than they did <clears> in those yeah. games, but you know they're just, just snatching them. Burnley have won just one of their last eight Premier League home games. That was that 4-0 uh, at home yeah, Bournemouth yeah but yeah. I, don't, I think Newcastle could be harder not to crack than <clears> that um, so I'm going to go for a funny feeling it might be another little narrow win for Newcastle 1-0 yeah 1-0 yeah you'll both be eating your words next week when it's a 4-3 thriller the recent DVD for Christmas penalties. market <laughs> and that yeah. funny instant with the ref um, right there the prediction's done uh, now fancy football yeah we need serious surgery but before we do that Let's talk about the hot topic this week. And Ireland, who <coughs> finally parted company with uh, Kane and O'Neill. Yeah. Um, and various names have been bandied about, but it looks like, it looks like we're going back to back Bangley. To it yeah. looks like Mr McCarthy's going to get the job. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, discuss. Well, I, I've obviously uh, worked a lot with uh, Mick McCarthy in the last few months. I didn't know him at all um, before that, so um, it, it was interesting to get to know him uh, as a person. I've obviously, like the rest of us, watched him as Ireland manager, watched his career since, obviously had my own impression. First thing I say about him, unbelievably decent man, good, genuine, 
genuine guy. A proper which, football proper bloke, isn't he? Proper football yeah. man, but, uh, you know, aside from the gruff, you know, straight talk, people think he's a bit, he's a bit of a hard man. He's actually not. He's quite thoughtful. Uh, he's really decent. He's a sort of, a, I would describe as a, as a sensitive kind of fella in the sense of, you know, you talk to any of the players that he worked under, he's universally loved by his all his ex-players because he... he well, with one notable with exception. One, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. one very notable <laughs> exception. Because Who's he's also a part of this conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because they say he, he huge res, uh, treats players with huge respect, always tells them if you're not in the team, why you're not in the team, what you can do. Um, people like Kevin Caban absolutely adore him. Damien Duff, uh, all those lads. Again, with one notable uh, Is exception. he the right man for the job? Since... Experience, uh, done it, managed international football before in what I would consider better, obviously in a better Irish team, but successfully. Um, since then, has had stints at a number of English English clubs in which I would say he's done very well given the resources. Always been given, had scarce resources, always outperformed the resources he's had. So therefore, to me, he's absolutely well qualified uh, for the job. Is and, he the right man for the job? And, uh, absolutely. And, sorry, in terms of is he the right man for the job, like people have this whole thing that it's you know where's where's Pep Guardiola's CV coming into this? It's you know we have the, we have a certain field of candidates to pick yeah. from. Nobody's going to be perfect. I think Stephen Kenny would be a great, exciting, different appointment as well for different reasons, and then he would bring risks that that Mick doesn't. So mm-hmm. all in all, for me, I think Mick just just edges it in terms of the two main contenders at the moment. Sorry. Yeah, I'd have a pretty similar take on it. Like uh, who who do we think we're going to get? Do you know, the mm. people are not queuing up well, to take on the look at the, well, look at look at the names. Chris, look at Chris Hutton, who I think almost immediately, yeah, but he wrote himself out. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, why would he leave Brighton anyway? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you have, to, you have to say that about a lot of managers who we might be thinking about, oh, he'd be good. Mm. They wouldn't want to do it. Sam Allardyce. Wants the job. Does he? Well, he's, he's, he's made, yeah, made he the job. I mean, there's a big sort of social media reaction against that suggestion. Sam Allardyce is a great guy to come in and stop your team getting relegated. He won't tend to push them on hugely, I don't think. Mm. Um, for me, I wouldn't go for Big Sam because what are you hoping to get out of it? Um, I, I don't think you're going to go forwards with a fellow like Sam Allardyce. But are we going to go forwards with Mick McCarthy? Well, I'm not sure that we will. I don't, I don't know I, that either. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what we're... Like, what are we talking about here? You know, are well, we, qualification for 2020. Yeah, well, I, I think I think Mick McCarthy, as, as manager, <clears throat> is perfectly capable of achieving that. <clears throat> but, there, like, let's be, let's be honest, this is, is a, there's a much bigger conversation here. Oh, yeah, about, there is, you know, yeah. And I, I'd want to see the national team, the senior team, integrated more in with what's going on elsewhere <clears throat> in the system. And the problem under O'Neill was that there was no link. You had all these teams... Coaches going around the country saying we're not, we're going to play four three three we're going to play passing, um, you know the Dutch model or whatever it was but we're going to that's going to be the model of play and then the coaches there was guys and I know this from people coaches going around doing seminars mm-hmm. with regional coaches people putting up their hands saying but I was at the Aviva last uh, Tuesday night and they were hoofing the ball along and yeah. it was brutal so what what's going on there so it's no can't so let's that. get a, you know an, an overarching philosophy to our to our to our football yeah that doesn't mean to me that you don't employ somebody who i think is, is suitable but someone himself. said during the week and it might have been uh, liam brady uh these two dutch guys have come in rude doctor yeah one of them uh, and i have uh, having a nine-year-old in the system mm. in terms of youth football 
and where the parents have been told specifically that they've been taught this is coming down from these two Dutch guys the way they're training mm. the training modules the 15 minute skill sets da, da, yeah. da, da. but Liam Brady I think it was Liam Brady who said name a player it's produced in fairness it's I don't think you can I think you have to you're talking 10 years yeah. you know before you get they're results here. From how these. many years are they here <clears throat> well Wim Kruvermans was Rude Doctor's uh, predecessor uh, Rude Doctor they've uh, I mean you're talking it's it's four or five years old what they're trying to do I think in terms of yeah. the model that he that, that he's put in uh, certainly the 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 small sided games and, and moving to summer like it's actually still happening in terms and also the League of Ireland underage leagues there's a huge you know revolution in the structure that they're trying to to make happen so I have a little bit of sympathy for the people say the FAI are, are making an arse of Irish people like they are trying to make changes yeah again I don't think I don't think those efforts we won't know yet I don't See, think we're well, going to know for here's my five, take I, I, I've heard the same things that you're, you're saying now the, this guy, Rude Doctor, is trying to harmonise everything from underage up to under 21, you know, and the whole underage structure. And he's finding it very difficult. I think the schoolboys system in Ireland seems to be the hardest nut to crack Yeah. in terms of different leagues, self-interest, agendas. Um, they're hugely c- competitive in terms of developing young players and trying to get them to England. Yeah. There's all those agendas to deal with as well. Um, and it's, but it seems like it, the, for all those underage leagues, um, they're do, the FAI are doing the right things, yeah. trying to get them all on the same page. But there is a huge disconnect, a fracture between that and the national team. Yeah. Who operate as a one-man band? Well, and, and like the big change uh, in terms of, of of what's changed in Irish football is the model that we our players were developed, which is as you say, the big schoolboy teams developed them up to fifteen, sixteen, sold them over to England. That was their money, and they reinvested, and that that was their business model, which is why they're unhappy at the changes because they're saying, "Well, we've been doing this. We've been producing players for 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 decades. League of Ireland clubs have no track record of producing players." Well, it's <clears> but now the problem we have is the English system. Irish players are not getting a look in over no. there so we need to produce our own players English players aren't getting a look in English players <laughs> well, well, England true. had to go yeah. in and do what they're doing now and they're getting results yeah. with the, the, their underage players teams are doing really well now so we need to start looking at a pathways a pathways where and this is the idea of the League of Ireland underage leagues so yeah. 13s 15s 17s I mean they're up to 19s. the 15s now or down yeah. to 15s at the moment where Basically, players are developed in the St. Kevin's and the Cherry yeah. Orchards and that. They're partnered with and, yeah. the um, League of Ireland clubs. They play quality football with uh, intensive coaching and there's a pathway up there. And if, you know, and the idea being the guys who, well, it's obviously going to be a, a select few are going to make it in England now because mm. it's so competitive. Literally mm. the best kids from all over the world are in those Premier League mm. academies that there's something here for them and develop them. So when I ask, is he the right man for the job? What I mean is, is anybody the right man for the job? Well, because because yeah. with that group of players that we have, yeah, what can be done with them? Well, exactly. I mean, how realistic? Well, are you going to make a? You, sorry, <clears throat> you, do you think Stephen Kenny is the man? No, I just for? think it'd be. I just think I think John Delaney and the board of the FAI could do themselves a lot of favors by appointing Kenny. Yeah. Because even if that went tits up after two years, they can say, "Well, look, at least we tried." You've been asking us for years to put someone in there who has experienced the League of Ireland, who knows the leagues, who knows the players, knows the setup, and we we gave it to him, and and it failed. But at least we tried. Like, why not give it to Stephen Kenny? 
Surely he deserves I, a chance. Listen, I, 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 I would be. But I'm not going to. The reality is, I, I, next week. I think if you t- talk about integrating <clears throat> to the system, yeah. he's been part of the system here, yeah, exactly. and it, it would be it would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. FAI's point of view. Let's let's go into their shoes for a minute. They're looking at a risk factor here. They're mm-hmm. looking at Euro 2020, yeah. and they're looking at safe, safest pair of hands. You know, Stephen Kenny's doesn't have the experience that that, <clears throat> that Mick has. How is he going to get it? Well. It's the big, that's, that's, oh, I know, that's I know. the million dollar question. Well, the reality is this time next week, Mick McCarthy will be Irish money. I think so. They have done it before with Brian Kerr, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. But yeah. He, his experience was in the international underage setup mm-hmm. as well as the, the League of Ireland. Who, yeah. by the way, has the highest win percentage of any Irish manager? Well, yeah. they, you see, yeah. And Mick McCarthy's is 1% above Trapatoni's. Yeah. But it's Brilliant. not. It's not. Next it's well, not I, just I, results, I, I, I don't get too concerned no, about I that know. because you know you could have you, you can try and keep your win percentage up by trying to beat teams and friendlies and, yeah, and you know yeah. and all that. It's yeah. it's what you achieve, like you know. Yeah. And honourable rumble, uh, right? Rumble, yeah. Fantasy football time. Oh, um, we have two free transfers that yeah. we need to implement straight away, Mister O'Gorman. Yeah, uh, Tommy might give us some advice here. Hopefully. I've got two suggestions. You've got two suggestions. Um, let me give you. Do you want mine, or do you want to do yours well, first? Well, let's just a, a little bit of background, <clears throat> please. In the last three weeks, we've been shit. We have scored in week ten. We got fifty. The average is fifty-eight. Christ. Week eleven, we got sixty-three. The average is fifty-two. Oh, not bad. Week twelve, forty-four. The average is forty-eight. Right. Over yeah. those three weeks, we're, we're we're one behind the average. It's very mediocre stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have suggestions as to what to do? Well, first of all, I'm going to read out our team. Oh, gosh. Okay. So anyone listening so has I, some idea where we're coming from. Yeah, okay. Tommy, so we got feel free to kick in here. Ederson and goal, Man City. Yeah. We play three at the back. Doherty, Wolves, Van Dyke, Liverpool, Laporte, Man City. Mm-hmm. Nothing much wrong with that. Doherty, Van Wolves, Dyke. Van Dyke and Laporte. Yeah. Our midfield, right, here's the, here's the crux of the issue. Madison, Leicester, Hazard, Chelsea, Mane, Liverpool, Walcott, Everton. Mm-hmm. Up front, we have Lacazette, Arsenal, Aguero, Man City, Jimenez, Wolves. And our subs are Hamer, Huddersfield goalkeeper, hasn't seen the light of day since week three. Mm-hmm. I've played more than him this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Cook of Bournemouth, <coughs> defender. Uh, Ruben Neves, Wolves, midfielder, defensive midfielder. Juan Basaka, Crystal Palace fullback. Mm. Now, that's what we're working with. The two players I would highlight for a boot up the hole <laughs> are... For the front <laughs> yeah. the door are... Are Madison and Leicester. Yeah who didn't play last weekend mm-hmm. uh, and hasn't been scoring mm-hmm. and Walcott of Everton possibly Hazard at Chelsea okay yeah Fair right. right well I'll tell you what one I look, I have two written down here and I this is my solution to our problem mm-hmm. well, I think we point two million in the bank no we've nothing I don't think nothing okay right well I've okay my suggestion is uh, is to get rid of Doherty really yeah at 4.8 and to bring in Michael Keane of what's his? Uh, he's five. So now, we're spending two on Keane. But yes, but here's here's the here's where we get the money. We get rid of Madison, who is six point eight million, and yeah. we bring in Pedro for six point three. Why are you getting rid of Doherty instead of <clears throat> getting? Can I just tell in? you what's the upside? What Wolves' next two fixtures? You know what they are. Come on, Huddersfield at home, Cardiff away. Matt Doherty has created 10 goal-scoring chances for teammate Raul Jimenez in the Premier League this season. Only Gilfie Sigurdsson uh, has created more for one teammate in the competition. Okay. <coughs> I'll, still, I'll stick with the second one. Madison out and Pedro in. Can I throw two suggestions at you? This is going to go nowhere very yeah. fast. Can I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Felipe Anderson of West Ham. For who? For Madison. 
Six. On, a week, on a week when they're playing City. And the next fixtures, though, they yeah. are How many points has, Anderson, many points has Anderson so far? I think he's 52. Okay. He's on a great run of form, yeah. That's In fairness, weeks. Pedro's only 44. Yeah. And All Pedro's right. job sharing. <clears throat> okay, yeah, no, I'd yeah. buy that. Okay. Uh, Anderson's going to start every game. Or Lamella of Spurs, 6.5. No, I'd go with them. Um, I'd go with Anderson. If we go with Anderson, we're down one point one, and we have to make a second substitution and make that up. Okay. Second transfer, right? Well, Lamella's not a guaranteed starter either. No, he's not. Spurs have Chelsea this weekend. I hate putting players in from yeah, top yeah. six teams when they play each other because mm. yeah, you just never know. You don't, well, well, you know, you know, it's, it, it, every chance it could be. A well, I would go go with your second suggestion. I would bring Anderson in for Anderson in for Madison. Madison. Um, then we need to make up. Well, why don't we try? Why don't we get rid of Wan Bissaka? See, my thing about yeah, you okay. Love the guy. No, it's not that I love him. I just you think love that guy. I just think. Shouldn't that you be price, looking at bringing in a creative city player instead of? <clears throat> have we got the money? Yeah. In, well, instead of who? Well, I, I, my change this week was. What about um, getting rid of Walcott and then see what we can get for that? City wise. My change this week was um, Hazard out and Sterling in, and I, but I think I had a little, a little bit of. You need a, a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a, a had about a million Sterling as retailing at what? Eleven point two. Eleven point two. Yeah. So you you probably could do it. Um, Hazard's eleven. Well, we have eleven. We we'd get eleven from, because you know how you don't get the full value on yeah. transfers. Yeah. Um. The pro the problem we have there is we have three city players. Right. Yeah, so we have Ederson and Goal, so we've doubled up in defence. We've yeah. Ederson and Laporte, and we've Aguero. Now, yeah. I wouldn't be getting rid of Aguero anytime soon. No. I think Laporte is also a great guy to have. Yeah. Has he done well for you? Yeah, he has. Um, <clears throat> he's a regular, like, clean sheet stuff. Yeah. You know, he's not getting assists or anything like that. He, regu- he averages, like, six points. Yeah. You know, he's got yeah. six, two, so eight, you'd need two, to make, six. you'd need to make a change to, to, it's to really get rid Ederson of one City player, yeah. To get Sterling in. Now, I think Sterling's a cracking player. He he could well top the midfield scoring charts this Sterling. season. Yeah. Can we afford it? We can't really unless we well, take then a let's hit somewhere do, else. Let's just do the one transfer. Well, we can't because we need the point the one. So we would need to... I would recommend... Either Hazard or Walcott are the two guys I would think... Well, then Walcott would be the one to get rid of. Okay, so we need somebody from <clears> 6.2 or less in midfield. In midfield. Okay, so... Fraser, Bournemouth... The thing about they've shitty fixtures coming. Well, up. he's yeah. the top midfielder in that bracket. He's six point two million. He's seventy points. Brooks is also, I think, a candidate. He's he gets the odd goal. Bournemouth of Arsenal, as I said, there'll be yeah. goals. There'll be goals in that. But yeah, you know, right. I would go Walcott for Fraser, and Madison for Anderson. Okay, can That's we afford we'll them? I, I'll just check it out now. You chat has, amongst has yourselves. Has that been sanctioned by the board now? I sanction that. What do okay. you think, Tommy? I think we've uh, new candidates for the Republic of Ireland <laughs> management job. Talk about a dream team. Oh, the Jesus. two Simons. Oh, oh, you, know, you flatter us, Mr. Martin. A packed house at the Aviva. <laughs> the good times are back again. I don't even sing the national anthem. <laughs> oh. Wait, you see, Walcott will get a fucking hat trick now. Yeah, he will, yeah. Of um, course. Right, so they're being done as we speak. I'm doing them now, yeah. Good, okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you to shift down and join Mr. Martin on the quiz. quiz time. On right. the quiz bench. That's the only reason I'm here. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> what score is it, side, by the way? Oh, my 
God. We'll have to listen to the last part. I think I it's, it's four and a half each. Yeah, it's four and a half all. We've got all Ryder Cup. We've half points okay. to be played for here, Tommy. Um, so, you know, we've done, we've gone all across Europe. Yeah. Uh, you'll be delighted to know that we're, on, we're back on the mainland of Europe. Uh, this week's quiz, gentlemen, it concerns the KNVB or the Dutch FA Cup. Ah, for goodness sake. <laughs> he was okay. going to say something else. Are you happy? Do you want to finish your transfers first? I'm, I'm nearly done. Nearly well, I'll done. tell you what, I'll start with Mr. Martin, will I? Yeah. Now, the Dutch FA Cup started in the 1880s. Unfortunately, there were no attendance records. The first match that there was an attendance record for Thomas was the 1956-57 season. The final was played between Fortuna 54 yeah. and Feyenoord. Fortuna won 4-2. The match was played in the De Keep Stadium. Yeah. In Rotterdam, otherwise known as the Stadium Feyenoord. Yeah. Uh, how many people paid their hard-earned cash? 1956-57. It's a well-established competition. Yeah. Feyenoord effectively at home. If they're down as the away team, they were beaten 4-2. How many paid in? Famous old stadium, De Kuyp. Uh, Holland beat uh, France there. Brilliant <coughs> match last week. Brilliant mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, and I'm going to go for a good, solid 57,000 Turn up in Rotterdam that day. Fifty-seven thousand. Simon O'Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> I've stumped you this week, haven't I? It's like you've no context for it. You know, you've like, no, that's the whole point. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I vote we do the English League Cup or something. Well, don't you worry. We've got another thirty weeks to go <laughs> yet. Okay, I'm going to go thirty-seven thousand. I know that outside of the big games, yeah. Attendances can be really low. In the, and I'm thinking Dutch, Dutch football league. only in the 70s, really. This is the 50s now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've yeah. named your colours. Okay, you went yeah. 50 lots. Yeah. Simon went 37. 37. The attendance was 35,000. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no yeah. context, you see. Look, and he's yeah. straight in 2,000 away. <laughs> Just, he's got a sense Jesus for it. Jesus Christ. Oh, sixth sense. He's you are good at this, yeah. Brain man. Right, you're 1 0 up. Simon, this is for you, this okay. one. Jumping forward to 1987 88 season. The final was between PSV Eindhoven and rode that JC yeah. uh, PSV won a 3-2 the match was played in the Wilhelm Stadion in Tilburg the Wilhelm 2 stadium actually or Wilhelm oh, right. the 2nd stadium in Tilburg I don't know I know Wilhelm 2 are kind of uh, down the yeah, lower end of the table so I'm guessing their stadium isn't huge <clears throat> I'm going to go 26,000 this is PSV. PSV against Roda. Against Roda in 87-88. When PSV became European champions, of course. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but, but I don't know. No, I think, uh, what did you say? 20? 26. 26. I'll go, I'll go 25. Oh. I don't think it's a big stadium. So. Yeah, that's oh. my thing. Yeah. The crowd that day, gentlemen, was 8,500. The yeah. old Dutch Cup, they don't really the have Dutch Cup, yeah. much time for the European Olympics. champions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one all, Tommy. You're back in the game. Good uh, reasoning. Yeah, yeah, good reasoning. Yeah. He went under and he got the point. Right, jumping forward 10 years, 1998 99. Uh, Ajax against Fortuna Sittard. Right. Ajax 1988. 88, 88, 90, 98. 10 years later. Ajax won a 2 0. It was in De Keep again. How many people paid in? 98 99. What was the first one? I'm not telling you. Uh, I'm going to go uh, right. In, 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 98 99. Looks like a decent old capacity. Ajax would surely bring a big, big crowd to that, even if they're not as big into the cup there. So I'm going to say uh, 49,000. I'm assuming the stadium has been 
rebuilt since the 50s when it was 35,000. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's bigger. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go 34. What did you say, Tom? 49. 49 against 34. 25,000. Ah! See, bear in mind who they were playing. Fortuna sit yeah, there. Like, yeah. Ajax probably bought 24,500 yeah. of them. Like, Ajax was still yeah. on their own. Yeah. 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 The Oracle has gone 2 1 ups. Tommy, you right. need this one okay. to bring it to a tiebreaker. This is for you, side. Oh, 2013, yeah. 2014. Okay. Uh, PEC Zvola. <laughs> right, yeah. Again, playing Ajax. Okay. And PEC won 5 1. And again, it was in to keep. To keep again. And what year were we talking? 2013, 2014. So May 2014. Clearly the, the Dutch people have no love for the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah. uh, the magic of the cup is gone there as well as in England. And PC hammered Ajax 5-1 in the final. So it was a crap Ajax team. I'm going to... Uh, okay. This uh, is for the right. win, Simon. Okay. 19,000. Ooh. Well, obviously that's I'm way gonna, off. I'm going to go, oh. go oh. 20,000 then. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. 19. <laughs> the actual attendance was 42,500. Oh, they fell in love with the cup that year. Yeah, they loved the cup that year. Uh, so that's 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. So it's a half point. Now I have a oh, tiebreaker. Tie I have two tiebreakers, but they're, they're both kind of easy. So I, I'll give you one. You'll get it right now. I'll give him one. And if it's a draw, it's a half point. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I'll give this one to Tommy. Uh what is the only team in the English and Scottish leagues that has a J in their name? In the English and Scottish leagues that has a J in their name? Mm. St. Johnston. Correct. Very good. That's, that's a, that was an easy one, wasn't it? Well, I never knew that. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, to claim a half a point mm-hmm. on behalf of yourself and myself. Yeah, right. No pressure. The record for most goals scored by a substitute in the Premiership is four. Who scored? Oh, yeah. yeah. You mean in one game? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this lad came out as a substitute and scored four goals. Tommy knows this. For a half point, O'Gorman. Otherwise, <laughs> Martin walks out He's of here having had a lovely cup of coffee. Letters and teams and stuff. Got Exeter, it. Halifax. There's only four. Come on. I can see the look in Delaney's Come face. On. Don't let me down. Don't four, let me down. He scored four goals. Four goals as a substitute. Will I give yeah. him a clue? I can't really give him a clue, can I? He will not. The clue won't help anyway. He will not. Uh, I will not give him a clue. It was recent, right? Martin wants this point. I can't give you a clue. <laughs> I didn't get... Yeah. I, I can't think of the name of the person. I can see him. In my you can, you yeah, shite, yeah. see him. You have the ball to go, Garvin. Oh, was it Aguero? Do you know what? It wasn't. Bollocks. It was Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Against Forrest? Against Forrest. They came on, United were 3-1 up and he came on with 12 minutes to go. Never heard of And him. they won 7-1. Yeah. Whatever happened to him, huh? Yeah. So, uh, isn't he managing like... Bird he is Mulder. Not He's managing Mulder, isn't he? He was. You've lost. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. So Tommy's gone. Tommy's gone. The guests are five and a half, four and a half up. Uh, well done, gents. A pleasure as always. Thank you to Vinnie Osborne, the Sound of Music Company, for producing the whole thing. And to Brian Bourne for this cracking theme tune. See you next week. Yeah.